When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, let's get it cracking. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. I am Zay Collier, Bucky Gobble, filling in for Chad Hastings, who's on vacation. Y'all being a little cold-blooded on the Specs text line. Somebody said Robert Kraft should spend money on players and not massage parlors. Come on, y'all. Let him enjoy a nice masseuse, nice massage, getting his feet rubbed and his back and stuff. Just, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. People go in and get regular old massages exact, all the time. Exactly. I'm not a massage person just because I'm very ticklish, but when I was in Cancun. Oh, you, you can't have people messing with I, you like that? I can't do it. But I, when I was in Cancun, me and wifey had this water massage thing where you get in the pool and kind of like a giant shower head. Oh, Those really? on your back, and there's different type of you know, so, so water pressure in the water. I appreciated awesome. that. Nobody now, touching me and stuff, but well, you know, it's kind of the same effect. You know, when I got married, I got married in Juneau, Alaska. You know, I was on a yeah. cruise with my wife. We got married right near a glacier. And uh, so we were on, and we took one of those couples massages. And I was mad. I was up in there. You know, she was just on the other side, and dude was massaging her. She was making right massage out. sounds. Oh, I'm, like, no. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this. I got, <laughs> I got a, a female massaging me, but I'm not going, mm-hmm. You're not moaning. I'm like, groaning. wait a minute. I'm like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to take a, a massage with your significant other, like in the same room, because she can't be making sounds. Yeah, that's tough. It was another man too, right? Yeah. Mm. It was. On the wedding, wedding oh, Yeah, week. coming back. Yeah, coming back. That's tough. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I thought I was delivering, you know, on, during that time. I guess I wouldn't. All the sounds kept on coming. Like, mm, mm. Not me. The first thing I did was, like, shut my mouth. That mean, I, Well, that means you need to start massaging them more. Have you done that since y'all been married and stuff? Because clearly that's a, you know, thing she enjoys a lot. If she's going to be making noises and stuff. You know. I think it was the time of just being so relaxed. You know? Oh, okay. Maybe she was thinking of she, me uh, at that time. Is that still Okay. That's... No, it's never okay. <laughs> no, there's nothing about that that's okay. But, but y'all are happy, though. Yeah, so I'm happy. As, hey, I'm happy out. I'm not going to couples massages ever again. That's what I'm happy about. We're, we're going we're gonna to hold on to that because later on where we are in society, I'm going to bring up somebody in the celebrity slash athlete that might might feel you a little bit, might be going through those same things. But, yeah, it's been a fun show already. Definitely some football talk in there with Belichick and these running backs not getting their paper. But let's go to the hardwood, Buck. You're okay. a Philadelphia Sixers. Yes, I am. You are a huge Sixers Going fan. Going way, way back to Billy Cunningham. Billy Cunningham? Al Greer. Like Dr. J. Kobe's daddy. I mean, I'm going Darryl way Darryl Dawkins. Will Chamberlain. Oh, Will Chamberlain. I go wow. way, way back. 
Damn. The Philadelphia 76ers, yep. Oh, that's for real. So we all know what's going on with James Harden right now. He does not want to come back, even though that might be the only opportunity that he has. There's been talks with James Harden going to the Clippers, but James Harden's value isn't the best. He's kind of like a running back right now. He's 33 years old, and yes, he was once a star superstar for the Rockets great offensive threat one of the best I've ever seen the only player in NBA history to lead the league in scoring three times and lead the league in assists two times he's a special player but we know he's disgruntled and that would leave Joel Embiid by himself the 2023 MVP now he's kind of questioning his future with the 76ers. He said recently in an interview, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance. As a Sixers fan, Buck, how does that make you feel? Makes me feel terrible because he needs to be there. He needs to be a lifer there. And I don't know if little Maxie can help him out, but he's going to get better, but... I mean, James Harden had one of those years this year. He just, he really had a good year. He did. No, he played pretty well. I, I think he's, I think he'll eventually want to come back there. Yeah, and they got rid of Doc. They brought in Nick Nurse from Toronto. Sure. And Nick Nurse, you know. And Nick Nurse can handle those, he can handle those personalities, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You know, Nurse won that 2019 ring. Because everybody wants to win. I just, Otani wants to, I'm here, I just want to win. <laughs> it's not about bringing, what are we bringing up Otani because for? everybody. That's what they say at the end of it all. I just want to win. They can make millions and millions and millions of dollars, but the key thing is they say, "Oh, I just want to win. I'm breaking all the Babe Ruth's record. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really special." But what I want to do is I want to win a championship. Absolutely, that's the objective. I can't stand these guys that get to the league and they think, okay, I'm good. Now I'm making millions. And, you know, there is a certain point to where you want to take care of your family. And, yes, that at the end of the day, like, if you were having those struggles at home and your family, you know, Yeah, but the consistent stuff, talk about I want to win is oh, – I mean, everybody wants to win. Nobody goes and plays uh, sports to be a loser. Nobody goes uh, and plays to hey, lose. In a way – Joel Embiid could be taking a shot at James Harden because he says he wants to win. He's part of that club that says it. Yeah. But when I see James Harden in Vegas during the playoffs, uh-huh. that don't show me you want to win. Now, Michael Jordan used to go to Atlantic City during the playoffs and stuff, but that's Jordan, greatest of all time. Yes. He's absolutely an insane person, a villain in a way. Just He's Michael Jordan. So it's different, but – you don't. You're not James Harden. You've never won anything. So if I'm Joel Embiid and I see things like that, like you could say it, but show me when you go to Vegas and stuff and you don't perform in that game seven. Like that game seven was terrible with James Harden against the Celtics this year. He had some good games, and you know I, I think that Philly, you have to trust Maxi to stay there because James Harden's so unpredictable. You you at least know which Maxi he's not even close to the talent that James Harden is. Maybe at this point of James Harden's career, but when James Harden was at his best, Maxi ain't touching him. So yeah, I like as an athlete that you that you you you're making enough money, not like not like me and you and slugs like us. I mean, I'm talking right. about, I, I, where, where you're because once again you can't take it with you. But guys like Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady. He wants to win. Right. He's always had enough money. He'll take a pay cut in order to win a championship. But some of these guys that give me the old, you know, I, I really, really want to win. 
okay, well, take this pay cut so I can get three other guys in here to help you win. Oh, no, I ain't taking a pay cut. I want to win, but I'm not taking a pay cut. Yeah. I, I mean, I make, I make more than 99% of the world makes, but guess what I'm going to do? I want that money. You let somebody else take a pay cut. But here's what I want to tell you I want to do. I want to win, and I want to win all the time. It's about me winning. No, it's about you and that money. Yeah, you're right. Now, I mean, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but eventually th- it gets down to that whole thing. After you get on contract number two or three or five, it's, oh, I'm sick of making this money. I'm sick of making all this money. Guess what? I'm I want to win a I'm championship. I'm sick of making all this money. Yeah, right. It ain't, you ain't sick of making that money. Yeah. You, know, you want somebody else to take a pay cut so you can win a championship. You don't want to take a pay cut to win a championship. That's why. Like, that's the one thing I do like about Brady. I mean, there's a lot of things I like about Tom Brady, but that's the one thing is I'll take that pay cut because I like them rings. See, um, Brady's an exception because not everybody has a supermodel wife where you're already a millionaire, but your wife makes more than. Well, so you. you're talking about money again. But what you did? So what? So because him you, taking less money, that's nothing. That's not like normal folk. Your wife's the biggest supermodel of all time. It's almost making billions. Yeah, taking less money. You should be taking less money, Thomas. But you made that. But you, the the money that you make is still plenty for you. It's not like you don't you don't need that extra seven million dollars. Now somebody's out there right now saying, what "The hell are you talking about? You don't need. I need <laughs> right? that extra seven million dollars. You don't know how I live. How could you say that? But I, but he's always talking about. He wants. He's, he's always wanted just to be a winner because he's been. He's been that guy before, that draft choice later on. He's been that guy who's had to struggle to be the quarterback in Michigan. You know, he had to have somebody get hurt in order to be the quarterback in New England. So, I mean, he, it, it really is about winning with him. And there's, I'm not saying there's not a, a lot of guys like that. There's a lot of people like that. So do you think Joel Embiid's like that? Do you really want to win? Does, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you, I think do, he do you, does. I think okay. he's a guy who gives up his body. I think, I think he, he would do – I think he would take less money to win a championship. Tim Duncan, somebody brought down the Specs text line. He did it well, taking pay cuts in San Antonio because they weren't willing to pay you crazy anyway. But he got Tony paid. He got Manu paid. Got to get those people around you paid. Yeah, keep you know bringing in Robert Ory and stuff like that. Like Timmy made some sacrifices. Absolutely. And he didn't have a supermodel wife. He he had, wore the pants in the relationship. I could say that. I can't say that about Tom. This is the first time Tom's wore the pants in the relationship in how long? It's been a while with his Kardashian self. By the way, you like that Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian? No. What do you mean no? Have you seen that woman? I see her enough. You no. Know. <laughs> what you? He's single now. It's not like he's. I don't think they're in a relationship, but they're friends. I think they're hanging out. Yeah, they're, they're money friends. friends. They're money friends. Exactly. He knows that she knows how to make. That family knows how to make money. Say what you want about them girls, but guess what? They know how to do. They know how to sell themselves in all kinds of ways. Yeah, with one of your favorite women leading the way, Chris Jenner. Shout out to her. I can get she her straight. It. I get her straight. I'm way too old for her though. No, you ain't. I'm not. Don't she still oh, have that yeah, guy like yeah, 30 some true. years old? Yeah, Corey. Corey Gable. Yeah, oh, he, Corey. We're on first man. name basis. Oh, I know Corey. I'll be seeing Corey at Laker games and stuff like that. Chilling. He's living good. He's basically like Stedman. Basically. He take he'll oh, take that role. I don't I'm know what Stedman. That's old ass Stedman. Get out there and cut that backyard. <laughs> Stedman don't <laughs> cut no backyard. I bet you I bet you I bet you Stedman does garden work around Oprah's place. I bet Stedman is not that guy sitting up in the room going, uh-oh, there are the three gardeners. I need to shut the blinds. I guarantee he's out there doing some things. 
I bet you when it's Trash Wednesday, I bet you Stedman is dude rolling the trash cans mm, out. Yeah, he is. Oprah too rich to not have people helping that. Oprah too rich to not have the best people, gardeners that you could find, and chefs and maids and stuff. Stedman well, I know she got chefs. I got that part. Stef, Stedman don't lift a finger. He is living great. He don't have to get in the limelight. You never see him at events or anything that Oprah's at. You never see. You know like, why? Because she said, you, "I bet not see you." If I didn't invite you, you better not be there. That's that's how that works with him. Why are you, you acting think it, like why are you, I'm not saying he's dominated. I'm saying he's living good. You acting like he just dominated, like he's a submissive guy. Like, you know, oh, like he, he's on a leash like Doug Christie and his oh, wife. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I guarantee you that dude is no. He is taking out trash. Dude is taking out trash cans. It's Thursday trash day. Stedman, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Oh, Opie, I'm so sorry. Opie. Op- I, oh, I mean, I mean he's, he just, oh, I'll get to that. I know it's getting late, but I'll get out there. That gate will open up, and that trash can please, will go out there. Please, please. been waking up at noon every day, breakfast in bed, don't have to lift a finger. You probably don't even wipe himself. That's how good he's living. He ain't living that good. Come on now. This is Oprah Winfrey we talking about. She got her own channel. She said, you know what? I might be the greatest talk show host ever. After I retire, I'm going to get my own channel. That's basically like Michael Jordan owning the Charlotte Hornets. Well, I'm not saying she doesn't have hers, but he ain't got his. <laughs> he got his until she says, you ain't got yours anymore. Then that could be over with. At any given day, it could be over. Any no. given Sunday for Stedman, no, it could be over. No, no, he knows the deal. Marriage ain't, ain't a thing. They're never going to get married. We know that. Like, Oprah's made her rules. She has her boundaries. He goes by him, but that doesn't mean he's submissive. I don't mean he's like, oh, how and like you say he is and stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. But, you know, we're all whipped, kind of. You know, it's just how whipped you are as a married man or with somebody that you've been with a long time, like Stedman. So I don't think he's howling to the moon at Oprah or taking out the trash because, again, she got people for that. You know, there's fifty thousand things that he don't want to do that he's doing because of, oh, oh, do I have to do that? Oh, really? Yes, Stedman, you have to do that, my man. If he gets to call her O, then yes. he's running stuff. If he gets to call her O, then That's I think he's, he's in a good place. You think he is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Before we get to break, I want to throw this story at you, Buck. A Former NBA Hall of Famer thinks LeBron James should get a statue in L.A. And that former Hall of Famer is big game James Worthy. James Worthy, an absolute legend with the goggles and shorts coming out of North Carolina and jumping on that team with the Lakers with Magic and Kareem and definitely helping that squad win even more championships for Showtime. But James Worthy said this about LeBron again, the statue. I think his overall greatness when you have a player like LeBron who breaks Kareem's record in Los Angeles, does it as a Laker, then wins a championship as a Laker, you can't argue that he could get a statue in Los Angeles and he could get one in Cleveland as well. So I don't know about Miami, but bringing bringing one to Cleveland and Los Angeles is doable in my opinion, says Big Game James. Definitely bringing one to Cleveland. And put it at the boys' club, boys and girls' club. Oh, that he had the, Wouldn't that be the place the, to put the decision it? at? Yeah. No, man. What? You got to have it at the arena. 
Come you on, gotta, man. You got to have it at the arena. He did that for the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> of America. Wouldn't you like to have that statue there? Yeah, that I can do something he, there. I don't think he needs I don't care if he has one in Los Angeles or not. He don't deserve that. You got to have it at your house. Yeah. At I, your home. Yeah, shame you on you. Shame on you, James Worthy. I think that's so disrespectful. I know they have a magic one. Shaq, yeah, Kobe. Jerry West probably got one somewhere. See, I don't know if they have the logo. Because, again, he's the logo, so do we really need a statue of no, him? I like, see it all over the yeah, place. Yeah, you see it every time you look at the NBA. I, I'm i pretty sure they have a Kareem one throwing up the sky hook. It would only make sense. But kind of, you know, Chad and I talked about Jeannie Buss. She had a list on who were the most impactful Lakers, and she didn't have Shaq on that list, but she had LeBron. I don't know why people are getting this mixed up. LeBron, he got a ring with L.A., but it was in the bubble. Correct. Like, I respect the bubble, but still, like, he didn't do what Magic did. He didn't do what Kobe did or Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem. Like you said, Jerry West, like, even though he's the logo, NBA logo, I would rather put him as a statue. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. George Mikan, like, even Will Chamberlain. It's just LeBron. I he needs that's to do one more. To be, that's the one that needs to be at his hometown, Cleveland or Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I think he deserves one in Cleveland and Miami. I think do, I don't know if D Wade has one in Miami. D Wade first because he's the greatest mm-hmm. Heat of all time. But after that, yeah, LeBron. But Lakers. Uh, hell, hell, people would probably say James Worthy himself. You know, with the games that he had and all the rings that he won, deserves to or have. He his would own think statue. he should. <laughs> Yeah, probably, but I don't know, James. I don't agree with that. But he works for the Lakers, so he's kind we're gonna of. We're going to do put one up for Byron Scott. We're going to we're going to give everybody every Laker. We're trying to give everybody. Cedric Sabalos. Oh, give them all one. <laughs> Eddie Jones, Nick Van Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Chad and Zay Bucket Gobble in the building. I am Zay Collier. When we get back, oh no, never mind. We have the Flex Seven coming up at two because Anthony Williams will be joining nice. us to talk about his event going on for high school football in Round Rock, Texas. Definitely looking forward to that. But definitely more sports talk, more fun talk. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. Chad and Zay. Welcome back, Chad and Zay. Bucky Gabo in the building. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings on vacation. Buck. A Husky, great Luther Vandross. Great Luther Vandross. Started out his career singing McDonald's commercials. That's right. He was that voice of McDonald's for a long, long time. Are you a big Luther or skinny Luther? I'm a fan. big Luther fan. Big man Luther. Big man Luther. Oh, absolutely. Big sexy Luther. <laughs> Him and Barry, they, they were they were at their best when they were big. Yeah. Oh, Barry White, man. Yes. Barry White helped a lot of us big brothers out. So they said... We get with him. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should broaden our horizon a little bit. Why not? Why not? Thanks for having me, Zay. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, Bud. This, been for awful, this, this has been a good time. It's been a good two days. It's been, a, it's been good being on the radio, to tell the truth. I mean, I met a lot of people, man. I've met, I've met so many people. You know, when I, when I spent time with, with Bob Cole and doing, when I thought the, I was the country guy and talking city politics, I've never met more people. 
than being around Bob Cole. Bob Cole introduced me to people that I am still deep friends with. I mean, when he, 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 he took me under his wing when I refused to go places that I wasn't comfortable going. Right. And that dude would take me places where I didn't want to go. Like traveling, places around Texas, oh, different places, towns oh, and stuff. Different little hamlets and places like that. And, and different parts of this city where I didn't spend a lot of time. I mean, I stayed in my, I kind of stayed in my own lane, did my own thing. And he would take me, I mean, I'd been in, you know, the, the police car rides with Acevedo and moving all over this town and, you know, those big nights out they'd have in the city. I don't know if they still have those neighborhood nights out. I mean, I'd go to, I'd go to places with him on fish fries and things like that. And I'd be like, damn, Bob. Yeah. Come on, man. That Bob Cole. But he, and he guy. would never let me drive. He would always meet me. When I lived in the, the gated place behind the brick walls, he would always pull up to the gate. I said, Bob, I'll meet you there. He'd be like, oh, no, that's not happening. <laughs> and I'd be like, why? He goes, because the minute the event that we're at is over with, you'll be gone. And that dude would shake hands. Be He would stay. He would stay. He was like a guy signing autographs, you know, like like the great one signed autographs to yeah, the last one signed. Kiss babies and stuff. That guy, would he would kiss babies, mamas mama's mama's he'd be shaking hands and making friends that was him and i learned how that you had to really get out there with the public because those are the most important people there really was the people that spent their time listening to you and wanted to be around you you really meant something to them and bob cole taught me he knew that if i would go i'd be gone i'd disappear because you know how i can disappear yeah i do know (laughs) i mean i can disappear at places in a hurry. Yeah, I saw you at the wedding for one minute, my wedding. I met you your mom. Met I met my mom, your mom. Saw and, my wife, told her how it. great she looked, and bam, you were gone before dinner was But that's me. That's, that's how my <laughs> life has been. I, but when I met Bob, it was like, dude, you have to do these. These are things that you have to do in order to make yourself, you know, a per, a, you know, that whole show of the people, a person of the people thing. He said, you don't know how much what you do means to, means to certain people. Right. And- I mean, ever since that day, I've been mentoring people on alcohol. I mean, I mentor people that you would you would totally be surprised at, and, and people don't understand the people that I've been that what what I do for them is not what I do for them; it's what they do for me and keep me on that straight and narrow. And I've been very fortunate, and Bob Cole has been a big part of of how I've done that stuff. He 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 made me grow up. He made me grow up in this business because I wasn't grown up. I was just doing radio. I was just right. I was just talking, having fun, telling good times, telling old ass stories. There's some people like to hear others like, man, we just move on. But him, he made me he made me do radio. He made me the things that I would talk about, he made me go out there and do it in, in person and in public and be with those people. I'm so ing- I'm, I, I have such a, a large amount of gratitude towards Bob Cole and what he what he's done for me. Now, I didn't go out and burn places down with Bob. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in on it. I wasn't his lookout. <laughs> When things got burnt down, I was not the lookout. You just need to know that. Oh, I wasn't man. his special lookout. Yeah, Buck, you're absolutely right. You know, this radio business, which can be really competitive, but you can find some really great people. Oh, my goodness, yes. I've definitely come across some really great people like yourself. You're an absolute legend when it comes to being on air around these parts. And to have you on my show is an absolute honor. And to be on, you know, produce you, you and E, being E in the morning for the last two years, like, I. 
it's that changed my life and I'm very grateful for yeah. everybody that's been a part of my radio life from Bob Cole, Eric Rains, again, E. Hogan, Jeff Howe's giving me so much game, Rod Babers has also Great Craig Way. Craig Way is putting me on with Roger Wallace, like looking up the guys like him, you know, Mike Harge. I remember the conversations that we've had with one another. Like I'm very blessed to be around such great people. Yeah, here. it's taught me how to be how to I mean, I've learned to treat people the way I want to be treated. Right. And that's that's a big deal is to be able to treat people the way you really, really want to be treated. You know, we say we want this is what we want. But all we want to do is be treated well. We don't want to be lied to. We just want to be treated well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make us a millionaires. But as I said, Bob, this is the way you want to treat people. This is what you have to do in order to treat people well. You have to go out and see those people. You have to go to their neighborhoods. Yeah. You can't stay in your neighborhood because it's easy to stick around in your neighborhood. You got to cross town. You got to go west. You got to go east. Yeah, you got to go south. You got to have range. You got to have range. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have range. And man, he taught me a lot about having range. Yeah. And shout out to Chad Hasty, who's on vacation right now. Chad's meant so much to my career too. My partner in crime, such a great guy. But but we got somebody on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. I have no idea who it is. We're about to crank you up. Who we got here? Hello, fellas. What's up? Hey, you know. Whatever happens in a couple of weeks, like a bad fungus, I always find you over the last 20 years. You there, always you know have. Always. I always have. Hey, back, no, back when this crazy fool was drinking, he was giving me, he gave me free <laughs> golf there, Bucky. He gave me golf. Like, I'm going to go out and try to play golf there, but you know, <laughs> who, who are we speaking with right now? Who we got right now? It's Sean. 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 Okay. Sean. What's up, Sean? Sean. Not much, man. Yeah, he's giving a blind man golf. I mean, what's up with that, man? <laughs> hey, I just wanted to be a part of the people. Hey, but, you know, you're missing the boat on Oprah and Stedman, though, earlier. Okay. Stedman, Stedman is not the number one. Remember, that's Gail. Gail is Oprah. Uh, see, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to go that direction. Gail is. Gail is Oprah's. Stedman's like Jeffrey for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, master. Yes, madam. You know, he's like Jeffrey. He's the pool boy. He's he's doing whatever. Where Gail Gail got a Gail got her own spot on this on one of those morning shows and on Oprah's network. And she's the she's made she's quite the, the career Stedman, being Oprah's yeah, friend. Stedman's a just Stedman's a distant number two. Come see, on, there you see, go. That's, see, no, that's right. See, Thank Sean, you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Thank you Appreciate for all your you, time, man. brother. Thank you so much. Yo, Sean out here talking crazy. Look. Gail can't do what Stedman can do. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the bedroom. She don't have what Stedman got. She don't got it. I don't know. Now, who knows? Maybe Oprah and Gail could have one of those Whitney Houston. And you remember Whitney's friend that used to hang around? Yeah, don't. don't. I, we, I don't know. Don't overestimate, and if so, Gail. And, and if so, Stedman, you need to take advantage of that. You need to take advantage. Ain't you know? Ain't no fun. Unless no, the homies can't have none. But you might as well dress up. Exactly. Take advantage. Like, come on, man. Stedman got more backbone than that. Now, when Gail comes over, somebody on the Specs text line, they did mention that Stedman go to the guest house. No, Gail's in the guest house. Stedman's still in the master bedroom. Now, that guest house is bigger than any house that any of us live in, yeah. obviously. But, yo, y'all, y'all tripping on Stedman, man. Stedman, I got your back, dog. For somebody who would love not to work and have their wife make all the paper and you could just stay home and do absolutely nothing and just thrive off that Once money again, and success that from your wife. ain't doing absolutely nothing. He's doing <laughs> something at the house and he's doing something on Thursdays. It's garbage day. Somebody's taking it out. You think Oprah, Oprah's not taking out garbage? She's not. You, they got at least four people working around the crib. 
At, at all times, 24-7? I mean, they probably change them out. Everybody has their own shifts and stuff. You <laughs> know, we got graveyard shifts and <laughs> oh stuff. You know, it's his Oprah. She probably got bodyguards and security and yes, stuff. She does. Like, come yeah, on. She, on. She's valuable. Watch. Yeah, somebody on the watch. But, yeah, y'all, I think y'all sleeping on Stedman. Just because y'all don't see him don't mean he ain't taking care of business. He's my idol, to be honest. I, I look up to guys like Stedman. You don't want to be like that. What you mean? If my wife was making billions right now and I ain't have to work. Now, I love being on radio and giving game to you folks, but that's different. If I didn't have to do anything, come on now. You mean What's... like if you're a lottery winner? Yeah. If I hit the numbers, went big, why not? I kick back, relax, and spend all my wife's money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's been ever since she had. Oh, ever since she. Sometimes she come home like, where are you at? I'm on the private jet. I'm on the jet. I want to go shopping. I got your card. It's Ex- all good. Exactly. Tom Brady was doing the same thing. You want to give Tom Brady all this love? Like, he's such a big, you know, gracious guy. Oh, he gave back, took less money and stuff. He was spending Giselle's money like crazy on all those, you know, health stuff, you being need a to, vegan. You, you and- need to go look at his salary that he made. I mean, what? you act like he was making chump change. That's no, no. I'm saying he made money. He didn't need any Giselle's money. What he didn't need? He didn't have to spend I, her money. I know he didn't need it, but he had it, so it made it a lot easier for Thomas to go Brady, into her account instead of his. Yeah, to go into her account and say, you know what? I'm such a good guy. I want to win, which he does. He's, you could say he's say, arguably the greatest accounts. winner. Those are separate accounts. Now it is. Stepman didn't have a separate account. His just said O oh, on his. <laughs> He didn't have the Stedman account. Believe me, at Bank of America, they didn't have the Stedman go into savings and and he didn't have a savings account and he that's, didn't have a checking account. That's that thing why just he's said, my idol. Oh, on it. a lot of O's. <laughs> yeah, I know a that a lot of a lot of zeros. <laughs> he got an allowance. I take that. That's good living to me. That's good living to me. So yeah, man. Shout out to maybe Sean I'm for trying to just in. be a man, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, it's 2023. All that masculinity uh-huh. and testosterone stuff that's no. played out, Buck. That's played out. You don't gotta be that no more. You can get your toes painted and massages and stuff. I do. And do you already? You know, get you're already out in the done. garden. Get my nails done. you exactly nice and groomed and stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You ain't less than the man just because you enjoy those things. I have an account. True. There ain't nothing in it, but I have an account. You need to understand. I got two at two different banks, by the way. <laughs> that definitely ain't going to be nothing in it coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Got that right. Hey, hit us up. They're about on, to go empty. <laughs> hit us up on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline if you want to call in. We're doing things a little different with Chad out, 512-447-3776. Or keep hitting us up on the Specs text line, 512 337 3776. Where are we at in society coming up? Bucky Gobble in the house filling in for Chad Hastings. I am Zay Collier. This is the Horn 1049 1019 AM 1260. Stream it at hornfm.com. Chad and Zay. Welcome back to Chad and Zay. 
I am Zay Collier, Bucky Gabo, filling in for Chad Hastings. Bucky, you recognize this? Of course. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. Trouble Man. Marvin Gaye, Jackie Wilson, Little Richard. Little Richard. Well, I'm there. Little Richard. I was all in all. I used to think that Little Richard was the king of rock and roll for a long time. When he get up on his piano. Yeah. Over Elvis? Well, Elvis was the real king, but Little Richard could go. Little Richard could, could get it going. So he got too makeup. He, he used to get deep in his makeup. Yeah, he was I mean, a different different character. Oh, yeah, he was a different character. I mean, when I, I mean, when I started listening to Little Richard and James Brown, there was, a, there was a time when I thought Little Richard was James Brown's girlfriend. Stop. When I was in North Carolina, I, I swear, when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 not yeah, as a grown-up. Okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was a, that was they, that was a rumor for us olds that are around that James Brown, that Little Richard was James Brown's girlfriend. And there was a period a, of time. He wasn't a girl. He just, you know, a little He was different. sweet. That dude was sweet now. I mean, he was sugar personified. And he used to think at one time he was the best looking male oh, on this planet. Oh, my goodness. Little Richard thought he was the best looking male on this planet. He you really did. wrong with that? I know he got women. Yeah. At times, yeah. They like that stuff. They like being different. Like when you're different. Oh no! I, I mean, I, I mean, I enjoyed everything about. I mean, I, I liked his persona. I, I, I thought he was cool. I thought he was pretty cool. But like I said, he just got too deep. He started get, he started getting Liberace deep, in his clothes and all. I'm like, come on, Richard. Now, see, somebody said Little Richard invented rock and roll. There you go. See, that's what I used to think. Okay. He was that guy. Yeah. Love yeah. me some Little Richard. Yeah, yeah. That's some serious funk. Because I could never play an instrument. I always want to be able to jump on that piano like that dude could get it. I was between Stevie Wonder, Little Richard, Liberace. I wish I could have just jumped on uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. I wish I could have jumped on them and slammed them bones. Dude, I tried to take piano lessons. My knuckles got all screwed up. Big-ass fingers of mine when I was in, like, fifth grade. I had hands like Connie Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Connie <laughs> Hawkins had the longest. biggest hands ever. Right? Yeah, Big man. Will Chamberlain fingers. I tried to play the piano. It should have been easy for me. Knuckles got all jammed up. Yeah, so let me uh, let's go back to memory lane. Cause shout out to Chris Bennett for sending me this on Twitter. I'm gonna play some audio that you've definitely heard, and it's gonna bring you back a little bit. Check it out. How they're reacting to that type of a structure and that type of formation. Nine minutes and 15 seconds left in the first half. Boston College leading Texas seven to nothing. Second and nine for the Eagles. Here's Godfall behind some blocking. Getting up yeah, to the you just got laid out. You just got laid out. A little reverse but, action. But you got back up, though. Oh, that was the one I got up for. It was, it was Steve Chris McDaniels actually uh Yeah, but the next one I did, I got laid out. To, uh, get a piece of that action on Godbolt that time. So far, Boston College has come to play this football game. This will be the fifth time now that Boston College will have a third down conversion they've converted on one of them to date notice how they're stretching that top of the screen there Bob you can see way up here's the passing action watch this number 11 Smith firing complete to Godbolt for the first down 
up on the 48-yard line. Making the catch was Mike Galgolt, number 11. You ain't getting up. I ain't getting up. <laughs> why, why, why ain't you getting up? Because I got low bridge there. Pattern. You see, he does a square out. He goes down and square out, and he's wide open there. Or what does he do once he catches it? He comes back it in. See, the, the outside receiver went straight down. It's actually, uh, he did a Hold on. You should have went Tyler Lockett. Just go straight down. Why are you trying to make plays? I was catching run guy. But not after that. That was catching to the sideline for six weeks. Man. Now, what happened in that game? I got hurt. Oh, come on, man. I got hurt in both Texas games. I blew out. I got my knee blown out in the one where I missed it. Missed the season in the first quarter. And then the next one was almost on the same exact play the next year. And I came across the middle and a guy hit me in the other knee. Jeez. I missed about four weeks. Four weeks of cast. No surgeries. Because if you got surgery for a knee back in those days, done. Yeah. You might not have a play. No. That was it. Long walk. That was it. That was, uh, I think that was the year we, we beat Texas 14-13. Russell Erksleben missed a, a field goal, Zay. That was about... 50 yards, he kicked it. It was as high as the goal post, but it was wide right and went out of the stadium. Mm. He just missed it wide. Smoked it, huh? She smoked it. And Coach, <laughs> Coach Royal, whatever, every time he saw me, he said, you know what? You know that game? You know, you know that game you won? You know my assistant coach has lost that game. I said, I know it couldn't have been you, Coach. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I said, you're right about that. They screwed that game up. Damn, DKR threw them under the bus like that. Absolutely. Hey. He threw them under the bus. <laughs> That's how you got to do it sometimes. But, yeah, man, you got to be catch and fall guy, especially with your Should size have been. back then. I was about 157 pounds. No, sir. Ain't no extra yardage for me. If I'm buck 56, nah, as long as I catch the ball, that's all that matters. You trying to trying to catch and you, run. Try to catch and run. Thought I was Clayton or Duper. <laughs> Back in the day. Thought I was Paul Warfield. Should have got on the ground. You're absolutely right. Also, you you got up after the reverse, but your walk, there, you know, there's a little hitch in your giddy-up. But you see the size of the shoulder pads and the, yeah. little, the neck thing I had on? Those weren't wide receiver shoulder pads. Those were running back shoulder pads. Those were for a fullback. Because I knew I was going to have some heavy collisions because I wasn't getting away from anybody. I wouldn't outrun anybody. I could catch, but I wouldn't outrun in the soul. Yeah. I couldn't outrun the players at Boston College, much less the players at Texas. Your fastest 40 time, what was that? Wasn't that when you were combining with the Giants? 4 6, probably. Four, six. Oh, that's not bad. I was Especially probably 4 back six. Then. But all those pads and stuff like that, that 4 6, probably 08, slowing you down. <laughs> <laughs> I probably never ran better than 4 oh, 6 ever in my life. Man. Great. Probably in Pop Warner football, it's probably four or five. Yeah, that was Boston College versus Texas, 1976. Again, shout out CB. For Thank that you, CB. Audio. That was big time there. But let's get to where we at in society today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Buck. So this kind of goes back to your wife being massaged by another man and her moaning and growing a little bit when oh, y'all Right, were she didn't make all that kind I'm of just, sound. Okay, I'm just saying, just, I, I, oh my bad. I'm just trying to take what you've given she, me. She just embellished on it. Okay. Like I did. Okay, probably, right. She probably just said, uh. <laughs> all right, well. well Cover me up when you're that, done. Keep that in mind when we talk about this topic for where we at today. Steph Curry, who just won that... Celebrity golf uh-huh. tournament in Lake Tahoe, like Steph was 
He was on he this play. game. He, he play. could definitely play, which it's funny when he was interviewed, like, oh, man, your golf game's so good. How, you know, how'd you win this tournament? He said the Lakers, knocking them out early, because usually we see Steph playing he'd in be, June. He'd, he'd now be on he's the golf had, course. Yeah, he's had time to practice since they got knocked out the playoffs by the Lakers, LeBron and them. But, yeah, Steph Curry winning that tournament. Last night he was at the Drake concert with his wife, Aisha, and his mom, who you enjoy, Sonya, yes, yes, Sonya. which I enjoy too. Sonya yes. Curry, yeah, she's special. Dale, you mucked that up by getting the divorce, so she's Mess out around on the with prowl. the neighbor. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but Sonya Curry, she's out on the prowl. So in this video, Drake approaches Steph Curry and he's giving them a shout out and stuff. And hey, Steph Curry's in the building at the concert. Appreciate him. And they're just doing some real light skin stuff, stuff that I don't know anything about. And you know, Drake acknowledges Steph, he acknowledges the mom, Sonya Curry, but he forgets about Aisha. I mean, all together? All together. Like, she's right there. She's right by Steph. And you can tell, like, she's making this face where, you know, she's giving him a side eye, like, are you seriously, you know, am I not getting any love here? Steph, why aren't you helping out? Like, you should be, you know, put your arm around me, something. Just There's a weird vibe with them. Now, going back to your massage story, it's been known that, well, rumored, excuse me, I should say no. Rumored. It's been rumored that Steph Curry and Aisha are in an open relationship. So rumored that people also say Steph Curry is a cuck, which means he enjoys watching his wife be with, with other men. Other men. Uh huh. Now, I'm asking you, if that's true, is there anything wrong with that? And that's their relationship. That's that's hard for me to say. That that wouldn't work for me. Somebody's somebody's about to die. <laughs> oh wow! In that relationship, but no, I mean, if that's that's the way they go, that's the way they go. I can't tell them what to do, but I'm still going to introduce my wife to to Drake. Yeah, I mean, and whether I, he knows met, her or not, you got it before. Oh, they have? They, they've met before, yeah. They've hung out and stuff. Uh, the Curry's But if she's with me, cool. I'm still going to introduce him again. I don't care how many times they met. But, gonna... but Drake's on the mic. Like, he's in the midst of the concert. It's not like they're backstage. Oh, I thought it sounded like they were no, away from the mic. No, no, no. Oh. He has the mic. He's like, hey, we got Steph Curry in the house. We got Mama Curry in the house. That's it. He said some other things in there, but that's it. No, then then I can't. No, but if, if that's a, a personal deal afterwards and he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't act like my wife exists, I'm going to say something like, I'm going to say, this is my wife, here's her name, this is Drake, yeah. But if Drake's out here thinking like, nah, Steph's my man, he might agree to this relationship, but maybe deep down with the conversations that Drake and Steph have had, private conversations, Steph might have talked to Drake about, you know, I love my wife, I want to do what's best for the kids and stuff, but I don't really like this position that I'm in with her being with other men. Now, if he's able to do what he wants to do, be with other women or whoever he wants to be with, then I don't think he has any say, but I'm just saying, like, there's been video out there of her pretending to take her ring off when she's been on the talk show, and a man's walked out with his shirt off and stuff. Aisha gives weird vibes. 
And again, they're happily married, so who am I to say, yeah. shame on them, they shouldn't be doing this. There's people that are in monogamous relationships that got divorced. So True. if it works out for them, salute. But I'm just saying, you know, Aisha, when she was giving that side eye, I'll show you the video in a little bit. Well, they're still married, but what about that mama? She ain't married anymore, She ain't right? married no more. She on the prowl. She, she that's, has, o- that's okay for me. <laughs> you married, though. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm going to shut my mouth up, too. <laughs> Joy, she ain't listening. What about, what about Kim Kardashian? What, what about her mom? What's up with her? She's still with Corey. And she's not married, though. Nah, but she kind of traumatized because, you know, her ex-husband's now a woman. So I think she's she's going to go as well, we can young that as all she can. Out. I mean, I'm pretty sure Corey's got that on lock. I, I, I think she's good. Yeah, he's thirty some years old. Yeah, he's better I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's good. I don't think he needs blue chew or anything like that. I think he's good. Man, ain't nobody need blue chew. <laughs> I don't even know why you even say ain't nobody need it. Some people need it. Well, I mean, you there, ask Mike Hard. Some people need it. There are things that you can do. There's always things. That, a helping hand is never. There's never anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, you I sometimes agree. you just got to get a little bit better and a, and a little bit. Things have to last a little bit longer, and things have to work out. It's not all about you. And Blue Chew ain't about you. All right. Damn. That seems like a personal topic there. So we just going to move on. off down on yeah. Blue Chew. That seems a little personal. The way that you just jumped on me right there, that seemed a little personal. But hour two wrapped up. Hour three coming up. We're talking to Coach, huh? We're talking to Coach Anthony Williams. He has an event going down on Thursday in Round Rock with all the best high school players doing a little combine situation. We'll talk to him for the flex segment. I am Zay Collier, Bucky Gobble in the building. This is Chad and Zay on the horn.